1: This is the Fray podcast, brought to you by the fray.com, a place for women who want more from life.
2: This is what I want. This is what I need. If you don't have to go, I can set you free. Are you going?
1: Welcome to today's podcast episode. It's the first one for 2023 where Brendan is joining me.
3: Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year. How is your New Year going so far? It's
3: good. We, um, yeah, we're not long gone back from um, a family trip.
1: So we had three days in Cairns and we, no, four days in Cairns, three nights kind of thing. Um, And we thought that we would sit down and record a podcast episode chatting about the things that we did up there, the highs... The Lowe's, our first kind of, well, it is our first proper family trip, right?
3: Yeah, besides Sydney.
1: Yeah, but Sydney, you drove down to Yeah. It's the first time you've flown with the boys.
3: And then the first original time, we flew different times as well.
1: Oh, when we did the Easter show. Yeah. Yes. So this was our first all-in, get-to-the-airport, get-on-board, vacay. It's also the longest flight the boys have done. And it's not a very long flight, but still...
3: Two hours, 15?
1: Yeah, it's the longest one they've done. Yeah. Um, and something we've been talking about is taking the boys overseas. And I thought, well, this will be like a little mini test run for how they go on board, because they've only flown to Sydney before. And they were fine. But this was the first time they've ever had iPads on board.
3: Yep. You made sure they downloaded stuff off um, Netflix and stuff like that to keep them occupied for the two hours.
1: Yeah, and we didn't hear boo from them. I can see why Majority. parents use icons. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so cans. why did we book cans?
3: Um, I think I had a little bit to do with it. I think you understood that there were a few things up there that I wanted to do. You're okay. a bucket list guy. Yeah. And goals and stuff like that. So the bungee jump, the only one in Australia is up there. So,
1: Which I find really surprising. I would have thought there were bungee jumping places all over the show, just like skydiving.
3: Well, you'd think so. But yeah, apparently that's the only one in Australia.
1: So you had bungee jump on your bucket list. Yep. That was one of the reasons. I really wanted to get the kids to the Great Barrier Reef because I'm worried that by the time they're adults, the reef won't be... As As beautiful beautiful, as as yeah. Yeah. Or as alive. uh, Or maybe we won't be able to access it because I'm sure that tourists are not actually great for the reef, really. Um, So, that was a reason I also... I felt comfortable booking Cairns and going to Cairns because I know... Cairns. Cairns. Like, I've not been there in years. years. Uh, But when I was a flight attendant, we would overnight there. And I always likened Cairns to feeling... Obviously, it's like Ellie Beach. It's not far from Early Beach, but it always felt tropical. You know, you get off the plane and you could it's be in Vanuatu. So
3: yeah, yeah. It proper felt like Bali. Yes. Hopping off like the green mountains all around, like it. Yeah, it felt like getting our offered um, Dempasa.
1: And so I booked this trip as a bit of a surprise for you and the boys as a Christmas gift to all of us, and I was really arming and aring about whether or not to book it, because everything is so expensive at the moment. And I just, I don't know. I was like, oh, it's a big decision. I felt like it was a big decision. It's not really, in hindsight. It
3: is. It's a lot of money.
1: It's a lot of money. But I kind of had a come-to-Jesus moment where I was thinking, you know what? Over the last couple of years, I've spent money on moving house. I've spent money on lawyers. I've spent money on all sorts of things that are just necessary, and they don't really... I don't know, like, you don't get anything back from it in terms of it's not like it's adding value to your life. It's not like it's creating memories Memories. as much as an actual holiday would. And I was voice noting backwards and forth with Jordan, and she said to me, book the trip. Life is so short. Like, always go back for the extra hug, book the trip, do the thing. And so I did. I think maybe my ADHD medication helped as well. Because normally the thought of like booking flights, a hire car, a hotel transfers, all that stuff would be a bit overwhelming for my little brain. Because
3: me saying that life's too short, like you wouldn't listen to that, would you? No, well, I know no, that that's not, always,
1: no. that's, that's your whole, I feel like life is short, take the leap, jump, all of that stuff. That's your whole philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that that's what you would think. Is that smell low? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It smells like death. Yeah. What has dad been feeding her? I
3: think your dog's dead.
1: Oh my gosh. We're sitting in the office and I was wondering why Brendan was giving me a funny look. It wasn't me.
3: I know it wasn't you, yeah. but I knew it was her. And she, I knew she was sitting behind me.
1: Okay, we digress for a second.
3: It's what she smelt like in the car when I picked her up. Gorgeous. Windows up, aircon on.
1: <laughs> Gassing yourself on the drive home. Oh, I wish. Um, so yes, I know that's your philosophy, But I was umming and ahhing over what to do. And so I booked it. And I'm really glad that I did. It was nice to surprise you guys with it. So I booked the trip. I also booked your bungee jump and a bungee swing for the boys and I. Yeah. So we left on the first... New Year's Day? Yeah, New Year's Day. So we did nothing for New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. We had tuna toasted sandwiches playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Wild New Year's Eve.
3: Wild, And then... We, uh, there was a couple of local fireworks popping off after the boys went to sleep.
1: Yeah, at 10pm. Oh, speaking of popping off, it's Brendan's alarm to eat. But so we left on the first early flight, got to Cairns. was super humid when we got off. Got our hire car and went straight to the bungee jump.
3: Mind you, the weather was really good considering the weather report before we left saying torrential rain 100% every day.
1: <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to manifest sunshine. I'm packing only summer things for all of us. Um, and it's going to be fine. But the it
3: th- only really rained overnight. And then the it's waterfall Sprinkled made. a little bit, yeah. yeah.
1: But we went straight to the Sky Park to do your bungee jump. Yep. And you were so cool, calm and collected. Which I just find really admirable because I would be freaking out. Like I would feel like I'd needed to peel my skin off. Whereas you're just like...
3: It is what it is.
1: Yeah. And so that was your first ever bungee jump? Yeah. Talk us through it.
3: Definitely won't be my last. Um, it's hard to explain the, the feeling of just falling. It was a long way up.
1: Do you know how high it was?
3: 57 meters yeah and then then i did the first jump and then one of the guys recommended i jumped off the roof and that's an extra three meters up and so then that, that one you actually got to run off the roof and just jump out not just jump off
1: so the first jump was kind of like a swan dive thing you yeah. stood on the end of the platform
3: the, yeah they're like oh um they strapped me in made me waddle to the edge and then they're like we'll count to five and I got to like three and a half and I jumped
1: and you weren't afraid at all no so you did that jump then they recommended because you were so casual about it that you would be fine to jump off the the roof if you wanted to yeah and that one you did after we did the swing but watching you run and jump off the roof was insane to me because I expected you to go to the edge of the roof and fall like like you did last time so I had like my camera ready to take a video of you waiting to see you on the edge and then there you were you'd like just run so this one obviously you weren't bound by your ankles no it it was was like
3: a chest harness sort of thing so I sort of when I sprung it was like yeah off the off the chest
1: it looked to me like you sprung a lot higher and a lot faster. So much higher. <laughs> <gasps> okay, so... And whipped, yeah. How do you feel ticking it off your list? Good. Yeah, just on to the next thing, hey?
3: Pretty much. But, but yeah. I feel like I want to do a lot more.
1: A lot more bungee jumps? Yeah. Like plan trips around them?
3: Yeah, or even like try and find bigger ones around the world and do them. I know there was one in South Africa. There's definitely some in New Zealand.
1: Because this is what you do. You can't just do something and enjoy it. You have to do it and then take it to the extreme.
3: No, I, yeah. If I, <laughs> yeah. If I enjoy something, like I'll, I'll make the most of it while I can. Mm. But I can't really describe the feeling of bungee jumping.
1: Just watching you, my stomach was in my throat.
3: Yeah. Mine too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do it. I'd need someone to push me.
3: But I think just like the 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 feeling of that free falling and not knowing if I'll bounce back up.
1: You had the thought like if I go, I go. Hey. Yeah. Dark. <laughs> I didn't <say gasps> want to No, but I think that that's probably a normal thing for people like not a normal thing to think every day (laughs) but before you jump off a cliff like you've already surrendered to the experience off the roof of something off a platform you've already surrendered to the experience and you are handing over control to whatever happens happens you're trusting the equipment Mm. yeah so we
3: but it is like like life short like yeah your numbers up your numbers up
1: (laughs) (laughs) so we watched you do your first jump then it was time to do the bungee swing. And this is something you would told me about because I think you must have looked into this bungee jump first and you said, oh, there's a swing that you and the boys can do.
3: Well, I pictured it like the canyon swing in New Zealand where you actually drop in between like a canyon instead of that, that swing.
1: Oh, see, I pictured more like standing on a platform on a high ropes course and you just kind of zip line across But instead of...
3: Like
1: a Like a high ropes course. But zip lining, I didn't really picture the fall that this one had because this swing, and you guys can... I'll post a video where you can just Google Sky Park Cairns. This swing, it hoists you up 45 meters high. Yeah. And that doesn't sound like that much. Like if I was thinking 45 meters, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a pretty big pool, but it's not Mm. huge. But when you're getting lifted up or you see someone doing it and they go above the trees.
3: It pulls you up backwards and then locks into place and then you've got to pull a rope.
1: Yes, you have to manually release yourself, (laughs) which was not something I was excited about. I wanted to do the swing, but in my mind, it was like, oh, yes, I'll do this thing. And again, in my head, I thought I'd be on a platform and we'd either jump and glide and it would be like a kind of slow thing. I didn't realize there was like like a fall. So definitely wasn't slow. No, it slows down quickly, but it, the initial one's not slow. So three people can do it. You wear harnesses. You're lying on your belly, like yeah, belly down. Um, and one of the boys cool, calm, collected. Excited. Just wanted to do it.
3: Then the other one was a mess.
1: Yeah, he kind of went to pieces, didn't he? Quick. Yeah, which I anticipated. Hmm. So, in the lead-up to that, I had said to both of the boys, there's no pressure. You do not need to do this. No. If you don't want to do this, it's fine because mum and Brendan can do it. Like, there's... I really didn't want them to there's think... There's other options. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't want them to think that because we'd booked it in, they had to do it or because no. they put a harness on that they had to do it. No. Every step it of the way. Trying to pull out. Yeah. Every step of the way. Could give them the choice of opting out. And I was saying to him, the one that was going to pieces... Sometimes the brave thing is to say, this is past my limit and I don't want to do this. Yeah. And that's okay. But he was adamant that he wanted to do it.
3: For so long. And then as soon as he saw it, that was it.
1: But he still wanted to do it, even when he was going to pieces. Because not once did he say, I'm not going to do it. He was like, I want to do it, I want to do it, but I'm scared. Yeah. And he had a lot of questions. So many Which is unlike (laughs) him. Sure. (laughs) Question master. And I just knew that they would want to do the first swing with you. Yeah. (laughs) Because apparently it doesn't matter if you give them life. (laughs) (laughs) They feel safer with you. And so... I did it. We got them into the harnesses (laughs) and you did the first swing with them. Yeah. And I'll have to show a video, whether it's on stories or I put together a little clip or something of his little face because...
3: Both of them. (laughs) (laughs) Both of them, yeah.
1: But his face, just even before getting up to the platform, he looked proper distressed. I think if I worked there, I would be really questioning whether or not to put that kid on the swing, but obviously they see it. But it was just that he kept verbally saying he wanted to do it, even though his face was...
3: Said differently.
1: Yeah, he had tears and everything, didn't he?
3: But then how would you describe the other one? When it came to the rope pulling.
1: Oh, yeah. So.
3: He was pretty fixated on that. So
1: fixated. So, as we said, there's that manual release and one of the boys just couldn't stop getting confirmation from Brendan that he would be the one to pull the rope.
2: Yeah. He was really stressed about it, it. wasn't he?
1: Just, I don't know if stressed is the word, but yeah. He was. Stressed? Yeah. Fixated on who's gonna pull the rope, whose responsibility, will you take responsibility of yeah. it? And he asked you about one hundred times in the lineup. Yeah. But anyway. And, and yeah. then
3: we then we got through the gate and then they were gonna lock us all in and then he's like, So so I'm pulling the rope. <laughs> I'm like, What he threw a curve. Yeah. Point. He's like, I'll pull it. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, you just not well, what what are we what are we doing? I'm like You just asked me like a hundred times to pull it. Like, you want me to pull it? Oh, oh, yeah. so who's pulling it? I'm like, I'll pull it. He's like, okay.
1: I guess... Are you going
3: to count? I'm like, no.
1: He is such a little like... I was going to say dictator, but such a... (laughs) 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 Brendan just did the Hitler (laughs) symbol. Bad. (laughs) Um, Snitch. Snitch. But he likes to know what's what, hey? Very... And I imagine that in a situation where he feels out of control, he wanted to be more in control and have that assurance of what was going on. But I was down the bottom watching you three and just the boys' faces were so ashen and fear-filled. They
3: got pastier.
1: If that's possible, yeah, we'll see through you kids. see through them. Yeah.
3: Little caspers.
1: How were they on the way up getting, like, winched up?
3: Well, yeah, the instructor asked them to hang onto my arm. And the one on the right...
1: Because you were linked arms. Yeah.
3: The one on the right started getting tighter and tighter. And then the one on the left was just like... I think he was a bit cool about it. Yeah. But then then we, we locked into place and they both sort of pooped because it was like a bit of a drop.
1: It's so high. Yeah.
3: And it jacked you up backwards. And then you lock in a place and you sort of drop a little bit and swing.
1: And you keep thinking, I'm high enough, I'm yeah. high enough, I'm high enough. It's like you're above the building, you're above the trees. This is enough. But then you just keep going.
3: And then then you got to wait for the green light to pull the rope. And then, yeah, the one on the left sort of said, when are you going to pull it? I said, I'm not sure. And then I pulled it. <laughs> and, yeah. Surprising they didn't say much on the way down. <laughs>
1: It's a fast drop. It's that, It's like a swat, really quick swan dive, yeah. free fall type thing. And then it goes for ages, but it was really... like a half pipe. Yeah. Like up. Yeah, it's not what I pictured originally. It's like not gliding no, like a sugar yeah. glider. Um, but so I was watching it and I was thinking to myself, I kind of hope that they don't want to do it again because I would be okay to sit this one out. It's quite high. I don't want to pull the rope. I had all those thoughts as well. But when you guys did slow down and came back to the platform, the one of the guys kept trying to get me in the harness. He's like, like you get, get in the harness that way. You don't have to line back up, get straight in while the kids are all rigged up. I'm like, no, no, we've got to wait. We've got to wait. I don't know who's going. I'm trying to talk my way out of it.
3: Surprise. They loved it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so I had to don the harness and get jimmied up. And I was... Nervous and shaking, and didn't really want to do it. But I knew that because the boys were in the harnesses and they just survived it, and they wanted to do it again, it must be okay. But I hated the thought of having to pull the rope, the manual release, because I thought I just want someone to do that for me. I don't want to free- I don't want to get up there and freeze. And the instructors had said, once you get up there, if you freeze,
3: that's it.
1: That's it. Like there's no other way down. Mm. You have to pull the rope. And so I was brave for the boys, and they. Yeah. You did good though. Yeah, we linked arms. And they were really, like, reassuring me on the way up. They were being the grown-ups about it. Yes. And it was fun. And I'm glad that we did it. And then you did your second bungee jump. Yeah. And the boys were so proud of themselves as well.
3: Oh, so... I was proud of them. Yes. They did really well.
1: And then what did we do? Then we checked in to the hotel, swam in the pool. Low point would be the fact that... The pool was like burnt acid. everyone's eyes, yeah. not mine because I didn't get in. But it was extremely painful for you guys, wasn't it? Yeah. Something wrong with that pool, maybe. I
3: could hardly see for a while. Yeah. I think they just over uh, chlorined it.
1: Yeah, and then we had a really nice dinner that night. We went on the scooters, which the boys love to do, like the little e-scooter things. Yeah.
3: yeah. But then they were restricted in certain areas.
1: Oh, that was annoying, wasn't it? We couldn't really scoot very far in Cairns, because Cairns is a very tiny little city. And yeah, there were zones that you couldn't scoot through, but all of the parking bays for the scooters were in those zones. So it was mm. just a bit of a...
3: So there's a G- obviously a GPS on it, but then we'd shut the scooter down when we we're in the zone. So then we had to walk it.
1: Yeah. And I have had that happen before in Brisbane. Oh. When I took one of the boys for a night up there. We were scooting through Brisbane and I tried to scoot up Queen Street Mall and it cut out. So, that's why I was like, oh, I know this feeling. You rebel. Yes. Um, first night was good. Dinner was good. Nice seafood dinner. Boys were happy. For a while. For a while. And then, oh, pillow fights. Oh, yeah. Oh. I-
3: <laughs> and wrestling.
1: Yeah. And then that night, one of the boys was very sick, like vomiting.
3: Barry. Mm.
1: <laughs> and I think he was kind of still asleep while he was vomiting, a bit disorientated. That might be the generous view on it. But he had gotten out of bed and the bathroom light was on. So he should have known where the bathroom was. He knew where the bathroom was. <laughs> but he threw up all over the walls of the hotel and all over the carpet at their front door. Behind, and it was,
3: the, yeah, behind the conjoining door. And then at the front door, all the way up the walls, and
1: it was so much vomit.
3: <laughs> Something out of the X's. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: and I was just—it was funny because we were talking in bed and we heard a sound. And I looked at you and I was like, "He's vomited."
3: Oh, well, we heard it.
1: Yeah, and then we went through the conjoined door, and he was standing there and just still vomiting. And I'm like, "Get into the ba- like move into the bathroom. At least get on the tiles." And he just kept going and going
3: because he looked at you and he's like i'm i'll oh, sick. <laughs> i'm like I guess like, i yeah. can see
1: that my life and then
3: you're like go to the bathroom
1: just take a it and then uh, you just, just
3: stare t- at you and then <laughs>
1: rah,
3: <laughs> like something out of um, team america
1: <laughs> it was
2: <awful. laughs>
1: and i just was looking at the vomit and then looking at you i'm like I, i'm not equipped to like how do we deal with this how do we clean this up and so we just grabbed towels threw him in the shower it was just all through his hair, all over. him. Like, it was just revolting.
3: He was a filthy little boy.
1: <laughs> he was, and it smelled.
3: Oh. oh, did it.
1: Well, it wasn't... I wasn't even noticing the smell as much. I was more just panicked about how do we clean this up? Oh, we this don't. This is bad. Yeah. <laughs> And so, I rang down to the front desk and I said, like, this is the situation. I don't know what your protocol is. My
3: son was a little sick.
1: A little sick. <laughs> is that what I said?
3: Yeah. And he come up with, like, this little spray bottle and this little plastic bag. And he's like, oh, so where's the mess? And he put his head behind the door. He's like, oh. I
1: know. I said to him, it's quite bad. And we both offered to clean it up.
3: Hmm.
1: Um, you know, I said, if you just hand me, if you give me your gloves and bring me... We sp- just
3: needed something to clean it. But yes. But he...
1: Insisted on yeah. cleaning it because he said the cle- I've got
3: nieces and nephews I've seen worse
1: <laughs> I, I don't think so
2: Man. <laughs> you're What's a good up uncle with yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and so he cleaned it up as best as he could bought us fresh towels and said you'll have to change rooms in the morning because obviously like we, we knew need- that it would need a wet dry back situation yeah. it was gross um, day two what did we do day two
3: I uh, skydived
1: oh that's right you jumped out of a plane. Yes. So, we watched you do that. We met you at the drop zone.
3: Cool little drop zone.
1: Yeah. And it was really cool to see it happen in real life. I didn't realize how fast you come in to land. Very. Yeah.
3: And you just scoot on your butt.
1: Scoot. We were standing there waiting and one of the like their ground crew said to us, Oh, you're... Like, said to me, your partner's the big one, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, I haven't seen the other people, yeah. but I'm assuming yes. He's like, oh, that's him there. He's jumped second. And so we could watch you from becoming, like, a little grain of sand in the far distance to landing really quickly right in front of us. Um, And that was cool see you do that. Again, you weren't phased. You weren't Mm. nervous. You had, like, a full breakfast before doing it. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, originally we went there at 8. Like, they asked.
1: Yeah, there was a weather delay.
3: And they didn't have the right phone number, so... Yeah, there was a weather delay, so we went back and ate. And then, how'd I win?
1: Um, what else? Ever
0: catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
1: Your instructor said that you should do a ticket in skydiving because you were so unfazed by it all.
3: Yeah, and then sort of um, the first part where you do jump out, you sort of lean back, legs back and arms out. And yeah, he thought it was a natural So, he thought me teaching it would be a good career change.
1: And much like the bungee jump and now wanting to do as many in Australia, you want to do more skydives and maybe get your ticket, hey?
3: I'd love to get my ticket.
1: Mm. Mm. And then, what else did we do that day? Oh, we went for a swim in the lagoon. It's like a man-made lagoon on the water there.
3: Yeah. Plenty of weirdos around.
1: (laughs) Us and a million tourists. Yeah. Uh, Had
3: lunch. It
1: was good people watching. Yeah, lunch. Then the boys did a ropes course in the top of the casino. Oh,
3: over the animals and stuff. Yeah,
1: it's called Zoom and it's like an animal enclosure. They had little crocodiles, cockatoos. It's like a
3: big sweat box. Yeah. A, it was hot. <laughs> a
1: dome of humidity and yeah. animals that they've built a ropes course into and they've got different levels of it. The high one was pretty high.
3: So high. It's in the
1: roof of the casino. The
3: boys wouldn't have been able to do that. No. But they did really well.
1: So they did that. One of the boys did that twice. One was like, once is plenty for me, thanks. And then we went to the waterfalls.
3: That same other, yeah. Yeah. That was beautiful.
1: We couldn't have got more into that day. No. We were getting home, like, on dark, I think.
3: And then out for dinner.
1: Yeah. That was a late night for the boys. They were up till, like, 10. But we did... Yeah, the waterfalls, we arrived. We went to Crystal Cascade Waterfalls. And we parked the car and we found a... We saw a trek, like right near where the car was parked and took off on that for about, I don't know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, maybe 10.
3: Like what's everyone talking about? Like where are these?
1: Yeah. It was just a couple of puddles along the way in a really awkward track.
3: And I almost lost the key.
1: Oh yeah. You dropped the keys over and they landed on a ledge. Thankfully, um, like a rock ledge boys had slides on. I had thick platform slides on as well. It wasn't ideal. And we thought we'd been stitched up. So we turned around to leave, like there was nowhere that we could see to swim, and then you found yeah, where like we were I'll meant to be. Yeah, like just walk in a little
3: bit further, and then we walked up and like, wow,
1: like a concrete path. Yeah, and all people coming down with inflatables and stuff. Um, and so we found some water holes to swim in, and that actually
3: would have been fun to go down on a little
1: inflatable. Yeah, yeah. Well, the waterfalls that we go to here, I think I told you, people take body boards. Yeah, but anyway. It was like a freshwater thing, obviously, and there were natural kind of slides made out of like parts of the rock that you could create yeah, a water slide in. Like a in. Slide. Yeah, but one of the boys refused to go in. He tried twice, but he had a blister on his foot from his slides and could not handle the sensation of the water near his blister. I don't know if it was the pain or like the flapping skin or what, but he had a meltdown. Did not a meltdown, but a meltdown. I don't know if it's a meltdown because he wasn't crying, crying. He started crying. Did he? He was a bit teary. He was definitely stroppy. And it did kind of ruin the experience a bit because it wasn't like he just wanted to sit out. He was miserable about it. Yeah. And so it was hard for us to enjoy it because...
3: He was definitely letting us know that he wasn't happy.
1: Yeah. And he was sat over like on the steps and he was like getting eaten by horse flies and he's not an outdoorsy kid anyway. At all. At all. Um, and I really thought I could have talked him into joining us, but there was, he was not budging on that. And I felt annoyed that he was going to miss out on that experience. And I felt annoyed that it was taking away from the family experience as well. Like I wanted to all experience that together, but it was just good.
3: not it was beautiful when it was rainy.
1: But I got in and had a swim across to where you guys were sliding down. You guys, you and one of the boys had a great time. Looked like you were having the best time ever. That was good. Yeah. Um, and I just wish that the other one had joined in, but just wasn't meant to be that day, I guess. No. And then, yeah, dinner again that night. What happened?
3: Another spew night.
1: Another spew night. But he's fine through the day. Mm. And keeping down food and keeping down water. No temperature, no pain. so much
3: for breakfast.
1: Yeah, the next day he'd get up and have like two croissants, bacon, massive bowl of... Chips? Cocoa pops. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um,
3: Chips at lunch.
1: Yeah, juice, everything. He was just keeping everything down. So, I wasn't worried that he had a bad sickness. And I wasn't worried that it was sunstroke... But before we left for Cairns, one of his friends that we'd spent time with had a stomach bug. So it must have just been something lingering from that. So he was sick again. But that time he made it to the bin and contained it all to his bed. So that was easier. Third day, what did we do? Oh, we had the day out on the reef. Yeah. What do you think about the day on the reef? Beautiful. Yeah.
3: Getting to the reef was challenging.
1: Because it took so long.
3: Took so long, but I think the boys struggled a little bit with the thought of not being able to see land.
1: Yeah, once we got closer and they realized that they wouldn't see land. Swimming
3: and, in the ocean.
1: And also the weather wasn't great. No. I wasn't super excited either when we got there. Looking at the weather, I was
3: The couldn't. boat we the boat we're on as well didn't look too speedy.
1: Too speedy? As in nice. Ah, oh, yeah. It was just, I think, a bad system because they let people board and scatter. So then families can't, like, you couldn't sit together in the way that would be comfortable for a family to sit together on the way out.
3: Especially two hours.
1: Yeah, and the fact that they didn't sell bottled water. No. And then one of them told you it was a cash bar only, but it wasn't. You could pay with your card and the lunch wasn't great. That
3: was horrible.
1: Yeah, but the actual snorkeling part of it. And the water slide was really good.
3: So what were you made of it?
1: Yes, yeah. but that was thanks to you, I think, because when the th- like the boys and I got to the pontoon, they were a bit wobbly. They weren't sure they wanted to go in. They were worried about sharks. They were worried about getting lost, left behind. They were worried about stingers. Um, worried that they couldn't see land. It was a bit overcast, so you couldn't actually see through the water it looked quite murky at that point
3: one of them thought that when you went down the the slide that the boat was moving
1: oh yeah <laughs> that was <all> right <laughs> one of the boys yeah. was really worried that he'd have to go down the slide and then be able to swim fast enough to keep up with the boat because he hadn't he didn't understand and why would he he'd not done it before he'd not moored or anchored to a pontoon but just explaining to him mm. no that will be stationary
3: I think he was a bit worried that he was um, going to drift off as well. He didn't realize that it'd be like a, a roped off area. Yes. That he was just going to drift off.
1: So when we addressed their concerns and said, you'll have stinger suits, it's roped off, there are lifeguards.
3: We'll all be together. There's a
1: head count. Yeah. <laughs> went, went through the laundry list of reassurances. But then we went on to the pontoon and I was a bit like, fuck this because it had it
3: was mayhem.
1: Mayhem mm. all of the people off the boat straight onto the pontoon. And it was so just so many
3: rude human
1: It was just this savage mentality from people of first in best dressed. Yeah. It was like people wanted to get the best highest snorkel yeah. when it's literally every snorkel's the, mm, same. the same. Yeah, or well, the best stinger suit. Mm. And I just do not have that gear where it's like it's like a boxing day sale gear. I don't have that. Where it's like, quick, you know, rush yeah. in and get everything you need. We just wanted a bit of space. Hmm. Like, while I was picking out snorkels, tourists It was, tourists almo- it was were-
3: almost like people had, like, ran into a Costco.
1: Yeah. Like, was- the zombie
3: apocalypse.
1: Yes. My recommendation, if anyone's doing it, would be just sit back for the first 15 minutes, let everyone get into the water, because once people are in the water and you've got a bit of space on the pontoon, it's fine. But when we walked down that little bridge at first, I like looked at you and I was like, this is a bad idea. Mm. And I think because it was such an expensive, I feel it's an expensive outing for a family. It's nearly like $800, right? Mm. I was thinking to myself, was this a good spend of money? Was this a good spend of our day? Because it's chaos. And I don't want to be this Mm. close to a million people that are really aggressive and that's how it felt.
3: I think if we knew that lunch was going to be served straight away, we could have waited. Yeah. Eaten on the boat and then gone over to the pontoon and grabbed everything because there was plenty of equipment.
1: Yeah. Um, but then we found, or well, you said to all of us, like, we're here. We're going to make the most of it. It's going to be really fun. We're going to have a good time. You kind of gave us all a pep talk. Yeah. And we're like, let's get up on the top deck. We'll get, get our... Um, equipment and we're going to have fun. Like it's going to be a good day.
3: So I felt like we had to peel their bottom lips up off the floor.
1: Mine as well. Yeah. Just cause I was like, this is overwhelming. I can't do this. The
3: people were butting in you. Those two men behind you were being rude. Like,
1: yeah, I was trying to get snorkel equipment and it was just no personal space. No. It, you wouldn't have known that we just had a pandemic the way that people were breathing all over you. Anyway, we went up to the top deck. You gave us a pep talk. we got the kids into their stinger suits. Left the kids on the top deck while we went and bought lunch over to the pontoon because it was a buffet lunch, which was a bad, bad, bad buffet lunch. Uh, we really just grabbed bread rolls and fruit. Hey, then we all got into snorkeling. Stinger suits for the boys. We chose not to wear stinger suits. It's funny the amount of people that have messaged me on Instagram to say, "Why aren't you wearing a wetsuit? It's stinger season." But it was optional, hmm. and I felt like I would feel claustrophobic wearing a full length. Rashy to my wrists, to my ankles, to my chins, mm. um, and then a mask. I didn't think that I would feel like I thought I'd feel a bit panicky underwater with all that on.
3: But mind you, like the only jellyfish that I saw were the ones without sting.
1: And then one swam into your mask, yeah hey? Yeah. Yeah.
3: And then that was it.
1: Yeah. But I'm glad the boys wore stinger suits. because oh, yeah. It was
3: just a confidence thing for them.
1: Yeah, but if they got stung, it would have been all over Red Rover. And
3: sunburned too. Oh yeah,
1: they're the whitest kids on earth. Um,
3: Wouldn't have been able to see them in the water.
1: No, <laughs> well, you, they were literally <laughs>
3: like a glass,
1: paper white by the time mm. I finished sun creaming them from hairline to the start of their stinger suit. But we had a really good time.
3: Very. Got I think they really on. appreciated it as soon as we got them all geared up and stuff and they both said their favorite part was sort of jumping off that little mesh shelf mm. and first diving off and yeah they could see everything
1: yeah well after about, it doesn't
3: look like much off the boat
1: no and I was feeling disappointed before we got into the water thinking we're not gonna see anything it just looks like jumping into murky mm. ocean water but as soon as sh-
3: yeah, as soon as I hopped in it was a Sea turtle.
1: Yeah, it's a big, beautiful sea turtle right Come there.
3: Up and swam across the top of the, the water and.
1: Yeah. Um, and within 20 seconds, the boys both put their head up and one of them said, This is the best view of my life. Yeah. He said, You and Brendan have shown me lots of things, but this is the best view of my life. And so that was cute. And then the day went really fast and I thought so it would quick. drag because it's a was a 8.40 pickup and a 5.30 return and obviously there's a bit of transit time there but I thought that they the
3: did disappear
1: yeah it just we snorkeled for a bit went down the water slide snorkeled again and then that was it it was time to pack up and go
3: even the trip back fell shorter
1: yeah and then got back it was dinner again um another kind of late night for the boys as well hmm. and then on night number three <laughs> Vomit again. So he vomited every night. So we were up at 3 a.m. every night. Hey. Yeah. 3. Um, 3.30 and then
3: 3 again.
1: Yeah. But he kept it contained. None of us got it, which is what I don't understand. Because if it was contagious, we would have gotten it because we were sharing drinks.
2: Yeah.
3: Eating each other's food. Yeah.
1: yeah. Excuse me. Um, But yeah, he was fine through the day. Once we got back home, he hasn't been sick yet. So that was our Cairns trip. Hey. Yeah. I think for me, the highlights were seeing the boys um, accept the invitations to overcome some of their fears.
3: Yeah. Stepping outside their zones.
1: Yeah. But the low light was also realizing I probably don't give them enough opportunities to do that. I really realized how much like for the last couple of years for me it's been like a bit of survival mode and yes I do things with them like and they go in the ocean and they've got a great life but just that critical thinking of having to do things on their own or process things on their own I was like wow they really need more variety in life experiences I think too
3: sometimes it's just quicker and easier for you to do it for them
1: yeah, it is. But that's not helping them. And so just realising, oh, I think that something that will really enrich their life experience is to be faced with... Challenges. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, I just a bit of a tickly throat. Don't die. Um, yeah, to be faced with challenges and to also be that bit more responsible for themselves. Like packing their bags and stuff and charging their headphones and all that sort of stuff that I often do yeah finding their shoes like literally the stuff that I always just do because it's second nature whilst they are good at contributing at home when they're out of their comfort zone they were really relying on us a lot and of course they're nine years old they need to rely on their adults but I really noticed how much they would wobble and how much we had to be really stable it's
3: true.
1: Yeah. Um, any other thoughts on the Cairns trip? No. What was your highlight?
3: It's hard. There were so many.
1: We squeezed a lot in. Yeah. We probably, ideally, I think if we had another day there, we would have liked a day at the waterfalls. Yeah. Like a whole day or a half day a good, at least, solid rather yeah. than we only really had a couple of hours there in the mm. afternoon before it got dark.
3: That was nice. that was definitely one thing I wish we had more time for.
1: Yeah um, That's about it then I guess mm. right
3: The nightlife up there was a bit
2: crazy.
1: Oh that's right we had walking back on the last night there was a say <laughs> gentleman there was a man who was drinking <coughs> sorry my throat drinking out of an open obviously drinking alcohol. No, thank you. Um, there was a man who was obviously intoxicated by whatever means, standing at the lights. And as we walked past him, you and I could both sense something was about to go wrong. Yeah. And I thought, I had the thought of darting diagonally or turning back. But then I thought, if we do that, it's going to be more obvious and it might make the situation worse. Just something was, he, you could see he was very unpredictable and out for trouble and so as we walked past he started yelling out at you yeah what was he saying
3: I can't even remember now because he said something to a, a guy on a bike before him and then we sort of walked past and he said something and I felt like it was in implied for me and I left it and then as soon as he... Oh,
1: yeah, because he's like, oh, I'll fight you. I'll yeah, fight f- you. But we like, kept walking. surely not me.
3: <laughs> and then I don't know, he's like, oh, you think you're so fucking tough with your tats? I'll fucking fight you. And, and I turned around and then...
1: Meanwhile, you're holding both of the boys' hands. Yeah.
3: I turned around and he ran yeah. at us. And then I sort of returned back.
1: And he was yelling things like, you're tattooed see I'm going to scare your kids
3: yeah and then that's when
1: the boys were like
3: and then that's when I went into proper protective mode and I was ready to
1: yeah but what we did is you and I both kept walking and I guess my all I was thinking was head down, don't provoke, just keep walking straight which is a really uncomfortable thing to feel because you obvi- I don't know, like, I imagine for you as a man, you probably can turn around and take care of yourself. But as a woman, you're so aware that you're vulnerable. And especially with kids, you're just like, you're just, I just can't even engage in this situation. And so you kind of gracefully handed the boys over to me, like put their hands in my hands and we parted. So like I went left and you went Right because it was just kind of like a implicit understanding of get the kids away from this situation because I knew you're fine. You can absolutely take care of yourself, even though, of course, I worry for your safety. Hmm. But I'm like, he's fine. This is like a man that's intoxicated. You're completely sober. You have incredible strength and control. You're fine. Let's get the kids away from this. So you went right, I went left. And as I went left some other women were walking and they had kids as well. And they kind of, <coughs> sorry, my throat, came next to me and were like, are you guys okay? And I said, yeah, it's just confronting. And we all walked together up towards the hotel. So that was nice. Mm. Just being like, okay, i mean, like a little group of people. But I knew that that man wasn't coming for the kids and I. He, no, he wanted like, you.
3: Yeah. He was after me and trouble with me. So, And I think him saying those things about the boys was to provoke me.
1: Yeah. And so, you went to Woolies to get some chocolate.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And then on the way back, he tried again.
1: Yeah. But you didn't engage.
3: No. No, I'm not like that.
1: And then that was it. That was our cans trip. And
3: then we flew home.
1: But the boys were really rattled by that experience. Oh, yeah. They've They've never never seen seen anything. anything no. No. Like, I guess kids that live in cities would be used to people shouting profanities and the occasional intoxicated person, but the boys have never seen anyone threaten someone they love or try to provoke someone they love. So they were really rattled by it.
3: Yeah, stuff like that doesn't really happen in Pleasantville.
1: No, (laughs) thankfully. (laughs) Although back to their, uh, not diversity, back to their like resilience, I guess it's good for them. They've seeing that happen and seeing mm. that it's fine and it's okay and they were safe
3: and i got back up and got a trillion questions
1: yeah <laughs> um but that is it that was our cans trip in a nutshell but i think overall
3: so many good memories
1: yeah and if you're on the fence of booking a trip or you're trying to prioritize what's important in life making some memories
3: is definitely important
1: yeah, and ticking things off your bucket list, mm. right? It was really nice to do the reef with the kids. Yeah. Like, I remember being a little kid and doing that myself. So to be able to do that with you three...
3: Well, I'd never done nice. it. Yeah. It took me 36 years to get up there. Yeah. Thank you. You're
1: welcome. All right, we'll wrap up today's podcast, but you and I might record another one soon.
3: Let's do another one.
1: Okay. Thank you guys for listening. As always, it means the world. If you share this episode, pop it up on your stories and don't forget to tag me as well because then I can share it too. Bye. And if you want to follow Brendan, you can find him easily through my page. Don't do it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This
2: is what I want. This is what I need. If you don't have to go, I can set you free. Are you